This is Jay Aston from Gene Loves Jezebel. And you're listening to the New Wave Music Podcast. Welcome back to Don't You Forget About Me, the New Wave Music Podcast. This is Steve. Hey, and I'm T-Boned. We'd like to welcome you back for this episode. We're going to kind of put away the synths and move more towards guitars. We're going to be kicking it off with uh, Gene Loves Jezebel. You're going to remember them from the hits such as Desire. Motion of Love. And Jealous. T-Bone, let's talk about this with uh, Gene Loves Jezebel. And this is where it gets a little confusing. Michael and Jay, they've had some legal issues over the name. If you don't know, the brief rundown of it is essentially in the U.S., Michael Ashton can call the band Gene Loves Jezebel. Over in the U.K., he has to call it Michael Ashton's Gene Loves Jezebel. Jay Aston can call it Gene Loves Jezebel in the U.K. And in the U.S., it's Jay Aston's Gene Loves Jezebel. A little bit confusing. Just a little bit. Uh, But this album here was uh, originally announced back in December of 2016, so a little bit ago. It was announced that they were going to be one of the first albums in quite a while recording through a pledge campaign. And this album initially came out in June of 2017. The album, of course, is called Dance Underwater. Yeah, and so uh, this band, of course, just as you mentioned, Steve, it has Jay Aston on vocals and guitars. He's the only original member in the band right now. And then, uh, you know, the interview that we just had recently with James Stevenson, he plays guitars on the album, Peter Rizzo on bass, and Chris Bell on drums. Uh, This is actually the first album since the Thornfield Sessions in 2013. And what seems strange to me is because there's two different versions of the band. This was only the fourth studio album of the Jay Aston version. Michael Aston has had a number of different uh, albums over the years. Of course, there's been quite a few greatest hits, but only the fourth version of the Jay Aston version. So let's dive into this album, find out if it's worth picking up. The album opens up with the track Charmed Life. You've got the future in the palm of your hand So never give in Uh, T-Bone, for me, this opens up with an amazing blend of Sith, bass, and tambourine. I was kind of shocked about that with uh, Gene Loves Jezebel, typically more of a guitar. The first thing I noticed, though, is Jay's vocals seem to have matured a little bit. They're a little bit more uh, not as high, which I actually really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the song. Halfway through, there's some subtle keyboards. And at one point, the track switches to just Jay's vocals and an acoustic guitar to close out. Easily, this is one of the highlights on the album. And also listening to it, it kind of really reminded me of the band James. 
Oh. How this song sounded, the feel, the sound of the song could almost pass for one of their songs as well. Oh, I can see that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was a great way to start the album uh, also, but with one exception, and that is auto-tune. I don't recall it being used in any, any other parts of the album. I agree with you. Jay's voice sounds surprisingly good after all these years, but I, I felt it was a real shame to choose auto-tune for this track. And it's not uh, used extensively during the track, but it is in there and I, I just really hate auto-tune. And, uh, you know, I usually see that for people who uh, I feel are a little bit less talented than Jay. So I, I was kind of surprised that he put that on here. Moving on to the second track, Summertime. This one's going to pull you in from the opening. Man, that chorus T-bone is infectious. Not, a t- not as tight as the opening track, in my opinion, but I did really like this song as well. Yeah, I completely agree. This is one of those songs where the chorus will stick in your mind. It's yeah. very hummable. The song, uh, the track itself has a wonderful combination of both vocals and guitars. And James Stevenson guitar playing uh, in, in the start of this track is kind of whimsical uh, with strong bass accompanying it. Uh, th- this is one of those songs that you can't, you can't give up. No, you can't. And like you said, James Stevenson, even in the interview, we kind of point out, he has a way of making his guitar almost sound like a member or a voice in the band. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think this track uh, really highlights that. And that brings us up to the third track. How do you say goodbye to somebody you love? So how do you say goodbye to someone you love? How do you say goodbye to someone you love? This has become one of their regular songs during live shows. It's a sweet ballad. I think there's some orchestration in there that makes it even a bigger song than it would have been without it. The last half in particular has exceptionally strong guitar work from Stevenson. Yeah, what can I say about this song? But wow, it's a great ballad. Uh, This one does feature some great guitar work, like you said, by James Stevenson. Some very, as I felt, some very tight lyrics and vocals by Jay that really helps bring this song home. It's probably my second favorite track on this album. And we did see them live a few months ago. And this they did the song there live again. And it stood out once again, thanks to David for giving us the invite to the private Gene Loves Jezebel concert here. Yeah, that was very nice of him. Yeah, and I really enjoyed hearing that on stage. It was the first time that I'd heard this song. And uh, it it really did kind of feel like it fit into the Gene Gene Loves Jezebel repertoire. Yes, it did. And let's move on to the song, Is It Me? Like a raggle tackle gypsy dancing across that floor She's the only one that can open the door to my dream Sweet, sweet dream Bone, I, I love the opening to this song. Uh, again, it's going to sound repetitive, but great solo, great guitar solo, great vocals. I will say that the guitar riff makes this song shine. So far, I'm four for four, really enjoying this album. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Is It Me is uh, my one of my favorite tracks oh, on yeah. this album. Uh, Jay's voice seems really energized on this song. Uh, really great vocals. There's a, a wonderful, just fantastic bass line also that lies underneath the track. And just as you mentioned, Stevenson's funky guitar playing, I think, is what makes this track so amazing. 
amazing. This, for me, is one of those tracks that I could listen to over and over. I just love this track. No kidding. And as we've said numerous times, with a lot of these artists, it's a shame they don't get major exposure. Yeah. This is one back in the, I don't know, heyday of Gene Loves Jezebel. If they would have put this track out, it would have been up there with their other hits, a lot of radio play. Oh, no question. Yeah, I think at clubs, it would have brought people oh, to yeah. the floor. I, I, I really think that this one could be played currently on alternative stations, and it would fit right in. And that brings us up to the fifth track, Ain't It Enough. You just help yourself. It's not what I would do. You just help yourself. Go on. Take it all. This one slows things down a little bit. Uh, the guitar and bass, though, uh, though, actually the guitar, bass, and the drums all sound great, I think, especially on headphones. Uh, there's just a, a lot of layers to the instruments on this track. Yeah, and I like the use and sound of this one, uh, like you said, with the use of keyboards, the bass riff. But what really pulled me in was the da-da-da melody. Yeah. About halfway into this song. That's what really sold me on this song. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's a good track. I was pleasantly surprised by this one. The sixth track, Cry For You. I'm gonna cry for you one day. I'm gonna cry for you one day. Uh, kind of a uh, Prince-type title, the cry, and then the number four, and then the letter <laughs> U. That's the first thing that I thought of when I yeah. when I heard it. This is a little bit more of a mid-tempo love song. I think it has some really strong instrumentation on it. Not one of my favorite tracks on the album, but I, I did enjoy it. Yeah, and I like how this one opened up with Jay's vocals and then slowly bringing in some keyboards. Once the vocals stopped, the, the whole band came in. This one does have a lot of layers to it, I felt, as well. As I've said before, a great staple of this album is is how well James Stevenson's guitar is works, and it just does wonders for this album. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that, you know, the other musicians on this album very good no question about it but yeah james stevenson you know he, he has such a variety of different musical styles that he adds to the band and i i think it's just actually one of the the Him best and things seem to work very well together absolutely absolutely and so that brings up the next next track it's number seven it's called flying let go she said let go Steve, this is my other favorite song on this album. This is just a stunning, slower song. I don't think that Aston has ever sounded better. For me, the track is just mesmerizing, and the subtle guitars make this track a joy to listen to. There's kind of a steady, beautiful keyboard that takes the song to an even a higher limit. Again, Stevenson comes in late on the song with a, a thrilling mini solo. I, I just absolutely love this track. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one as well. Um, it's not quite a ballad. It's a slower song. A little bit slower, but yeah, not a ballad. But I love the keyboards, the bass, the drums, and the guitar work, as you said. Musically at times, this sounds like almost like a Cure track. 
with how the music sounded without the vocals. Yeah, I agree. And I think that uh, Stevenson, again, just as I mentioned a moment ago, he has that variety with his playing that he can bring in sounds that aren't necessarily what we've heard with Gene Love Jezebel before and uh, make them his own in this medium here. And that takes us to World Gone Crazy. Yes, we're all having a good time. Boys having a good time. Girls having a good time. World's gone crazy. This one was probably the one that took me the most listen to to really get into it, but it does have an infectious chorus. It just, to me, was probably the, it's not a bad song. It's just my least favorite on the album. And that's kind of saying a lot because the album's pretty solid. Yeah, no, things definitely pick up a little bit on this track. Now, there is an awesome guitar line that I think shows the swagger of early Gene Loves Jezebel that it's not gone away. thought the lyrics were a little bit silly but they far from ruined the song fortunately and i i say this in a jokingly way but fortunately ashton throws in his traditional high-pitched squeal yes. which we've become so familiar with on earlier g loves jezebel songs I, th- I thought it was a pretty good track not one of the greatest on it but i thought a pretty good track yeah then we get to chase the sun oh i'm gonna chase the sun chase the sun Uh, this one I thought was a, a more solid track than the previous one. I like the pacing of this one. It goes kind of slow and then builds up slowly to that chorus. It's a little, I, I thought it was a little bit more experimental musically on this track. Um, I think Aston's voice is fantastic on it. It's just fine. The lyrics I thought were a little meaningless, but fortunately it is the shortest track on the album. I'm willing to give almost any lyrics a pass now after sitting through Soft Cell. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was kind of a disappointment, wasn't it? So that leads us up to the final track on the album, number 10, I Don't Want to Dance Underwater. Some have compared this, musically at least, to Dylan's Knocking on Heaven's Door. Uh, I can definitely see the similarities. Uh, I still, I think the band is able to make it their own. Uh, You know, let's just say that this is maybe more of a tribute to Dylan instead of a plagiarism. It it works pretty good as the final track, I felt. See, and I thought this was a great way to close out the album. I didn't get the Dylan vibe from it. What I got was a very Neil Young vibe. Well, I think that you could especially once that, especially once that chorus kicks in, but I feel it was a great way to close out the album. You know, Steve, for some reason that I can't explain in the early or in the eighties and the early nineties, I just wasn't into Gene Loves Jezebel. I liked the song here and there, uh, but over the years I've come to really enjoy their music. To be honest, until we met James Stevenson, I didn't even know they had this album. And so it comes as a real surprise to say that I very much enjoyed the songs on this one. Yeah, overall, I really enjoyed this album. If you're a longtime fan of Gene Loves Jezebel, you probably already know about this and you, and you have this album and you agree it's a very solid album. Yeah. Um, if you're like coming in T-Bone where you didn't really hear about this until now, again, that's why we're doing the podcast. Right. 
Um, this is one I definitely would recommend. It's going to, uh, it's a very solid album. It's a great way to get back into Gene Loves Jezebel. You know, it had a lot of familiar themes that I would expect from Gene Loves Jezebel, but it it's hardly a retread on old material. So needless to say, I'm going to give this one a high recommendation. For me, it has everything that makes a good album, strong vocals, outstanding musicianship, and songs that I, I believe will be remembered. And I'm excited to see what their new album it brings. I think James Stevenson, when we interviewed him, said there might be a new album in the next year or so. All right, so we'll break off from a review to do a little bit of music news. AHA have a new single. That's, uh, their album is going to be out at the end of October. That single's called I'm In. Danny Elfman just announced he's going to do a follow-up to Big Mess called Bigger Messier. Essentially, T-Bone, this is a a double album, which consists mostly of remixes. But it does have a few vocals or a few guest vocalists doing some songs, particularly Trent Reznor is doing Native Intelligence. And I really like that version more than Danny's. Yeah. Sorry. It works very well as a Trent Reznor. And the one that I really love that they announced and they played it dropped as a single was Iggy Pop is doing Kick Me. Kick Me. I'm a celebrity. Losers not invited. Losers not invited. Yeah. Yeah. His vocals on it are, are typical Iggy Pop and they really work well with the song. And then uh, we also have a new single from Altered Images. Uh, we had talked about their new album that's coming out called Mascara Streaks. This new song is called Beautiful Thing. And that album will be out on August 26th. And trust us, we will be covering that album when it comes out. For you Funko collectors out there, U2 just announced they have some U2 Funko Pops coming out, I believe, in the November. These are going to be from their Zoo TV Persona tour. So look forward to those if you are a Funko collector. Yep, I know I'll be buying them. And up next, we are going to cover the latest album from The Alarm. You'll no doubt recognize songs uh, such as The Stand. And one of my favorites, Rain in the Summertime. Summertime. 
So this album is called Omega. It came out this year, just about a month ago. This is the 19th studio album from the band, uh, with the exception of the 90s, where they released a number of greatest hits album. They've generally put out new material uh, pretty much every few years. Now, this act, this, this album was actually released in 2021, and that album was called War. It was sold as a blank CD and a downloadable musical fo- music file, so re- re- so the fans could record their own CD of music. Now. It does have some similarities to the 1991 album Raw, and of course, War is Raw spelled backwards. So it was released a little bit early, and then it came out as a regular release. This one has Mike Peters on vocals, guitar, and harmonica, and he's, of course, the only original member of the band. Then we have the ever-present James Stevenson on guitars and bass. We've got Mark Taylor on keyboards and guitars and Jules Jones-Peters on keyboards. Now, you'll recognize that last name. That is Mike Peters' wife. And then finally, we have the great Steve Smiley Bernard on drums. And T-Bone, as you said, this was originally called the the War Album back in February of 2021. One thing I found out on this was that this album was actually written and recorded in just 50 days. That's right. Yeah, 50 days during lockdown, and it was released just days before Peter's 62nd birthday. Yeah, so this one here is kind of a concept album. It's more as Mike Peters described it to go along as a soundtrack to the events of 2020. Yeah, this is a highly political album. Now, just looking at the cover <laughs> art, if you haven't had a chance to uh, take a look at the cover art and it tells you this is going to be a bumpy ride. That it will. So let's jump into this. The album opens up with Protect and Survive. The open lyrics kind of sum it up, whether you like it or not, the world has changed forever. I did love the lyrics on there that you can talk through your face mask or behind your firewall. I did think this was a good rock song from The Alarms. Mike's uh, vocals are on point. James Stevenson's guitar is tight, and there's great drum work, like you said, by Smiley. Uh, Mike keeps referring to, to uh, 280 ways in this album. Do you have any idea what that was about or a reference to? Uh, as a matter of fact, I do. Yeah. So uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, Peters, his vocals are, are on target. His politics are very clear on this track, front and center and unmistakable. You know, as a matter of fact, one of the lyrics that I uh, pointed to on this one is 280 ways to infect us all. Now that motif of 280 is in regard to Twitter and the way Donald Trump used it during those years. Oh. So 280 characters, 280 ways to infect us all. There's a number of uses of that. Along with that, uh, you know, just as the guitars start coming in on this song, the bass is laid on heavy, and in no time, the drums are hitting strong. Great song? Maybe not necessarily, but boy, this sure is a powerful song to start this album. Which moves on to the song, We Got This. really like the guitar work on this song i did like the lyrics i'll take a shot in the arm to break this quarantine to me that kind of did sum up some of the feelings about covid and about some of the lockdowns we got this definitely could be a song what you call maybe arena rock sometimes playing it's definitely more more rock than i was used to from the alarm 
Yeah. Yeah. This rocker puts a, I would say kind of a positive spin on the pandemic and how we got through, we're getting through it. Um, it's a, pretty obvious message song but as you'll find it's just one of many on this album and fortunately the guitar and drum combinations are powerful and drive this song forward that takes us to the third track tribes stop the war Steve, this has, as we found with Mr. James Stevenson, excellent guitar work. It's very layered, both in the forefront and underneath. Instrumentally, I think this track is a little less bombastic than some of the other songs on the album. It has a great and unexpected use of bongos at different points during the song, which are not way out front, but they're kind of behind. And I just thought it was a great combination with this track. And I'm glad this one also features a signature in my mind with the alarm is Mike Peters using his harmonica. Mm. That does jump into this song. Yes. Did like the message while the power on the right fights the power on the left. We have to stand together and put our put aside our differences. Yeah, absolutely. So that brings us to the fourth track. Still, still unsafe. I'm still unsafe. And Steve, this is one of my favorite tracks on the album. This ballad really brings back memories, I believe, of the classic unsafe building. Uh, I really like the keyboards that start the song and they show up throughout the, the track. Mike Peters has a very strong, sometimes loud voice. And I, re- I really th- like how he kind of takes a break from that screaming of his lyrics to sing quite beautifully on this song. T-Bone, again, we're almost, we're almost note for note on this one. I did like how this slowed down. Mike Peters' vocals definitely did have a rest to them, which was a nice welcome um, th- three or four songs into this album. And they're, they're kind of more hard rock than I yeah. was expecting from The Alarm. And this one's kind of more traditional. Gets you back to some familiar uh, sounding from The Alarm. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, the melody, the music works very well with this semi-ballad. From there, we move on to the song Crush. You can't crush a movement. Crush! This one took me quite a bit to get into. I did enjoy it once it got to the chorus. I felt the lyrics were more, a little more straightforward and not had the depth that maybe the prior couple songs had. Yeah, you know, on this one, the the pounding drums by Smiley are really complemented by that familiar harmonica that Peters uh, uh, uses and we've come to know from previous Alarm albums. Peterson's guitars... For me, they sound sound a little generic, but in reality, they vary throughout the track. And there's a great variety of songs on this uh, sounds on this song. Um, it has a, a unique use of background vocals, also that kind of sound like forbidding monks choir. Uh, I, I thought it was kind of an interesting take on this song, very different maybe than the rest of the album. Then we move into the song Warriors.
Uh, this is probably my least favorite song on the album. Did not do anything for me. Uh, there's one point where Mike Peters goes on and on about a drone attack. You'll know it when you hear it in this album. But after the drone attack maybe ends, yeah. I love that little uh, drum solo from Smiley on this. Yeah, I, I got to agree with you. This is probably my least favorite track on the album. It It's kind of generic, a little fairly dull. It does have fine instrumentation, which is a common theme in this group of songs. Fortunately, I, I think it does pick up a little bit late in the song, though the repetitious use of the title becomes a yeah, little bit tiresome. No doubt. Uh, from there, we go into the song Fail. I actually really enjoyed this one. Uh, about 30 seconds in when the chorus hit, this one pulled me in. It's a great rock song. I love the lyrics that there is always someone waiting for you to, fa- to fail. Keep on running. Keep on, dr- keep on dreaming. There is no wrong in your direction. It's one of my favorites on this album. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. It has a really interesting start to the tracks, kind of using a sort of reggae refrain from yeah. the keyboards to James' guitars. It actually reminded me a lot of a Clash style of song, <laughs> that use of uh, of reggae in a punk format. And it has a great chorus, which I would say for me is probably the highlight of the track. That takes us up to the eighth track, Gods and Demons. You know, Steve, I, I don't know for sure on this, but I, I my guess would be that Smiley isn't that well known of a drummer. But this song, this track here just shows how talented he is. He has a great variety in his playing, whether it's hard pounding or more delicately paced rhythms. For me, he's the main focus on this track. He takes it over. Lyrically, I didn't find much to be interested in, but... You know, his work, uh, Smiley's work, as well as James' guitars playing, I think is just top notch. Yeah, this is definitely a a definite hard rock song on the album. Yes. Smiley's drums are amazing. Yeah. I said some notes, there's some great bass work and guitar work on this one as well. Yeah. Uh, From there, we go to Safe From Harm. And this one's actually a a massive attack song that they did a cover yes. of. Um, I like how how this was different vocally from the massive attack and not a straight sounding cover. This one features Jules on backing vocals. Yeah. In addition, this one features Benji Webb on vocals. Yeah. I enjoyed the Alarm's take on this versus this Massive Attack cover. Yeah, yeah. Now, Benji, and uh, we're, we're probably butchering the last name. I'm not sure if it's Webb or Webby, but Benji Webb uh, is a fellow Welsh singer, like I say, from the band Skindred. They must know each other uh, with Mike Peters being Welsh as well. This one has some great funky guitars from James Stevenson. You know, the fun thing about this track, I believe, is that Webb and Peters kind of go back and forth 
with, uh, while at other times they're in harmony. And during the chorus, they can go from kind of a growling menace to a sort of sweet union, which I found both shocking, unexpected, and intriguing. I, I thought it was a fairly good track. I, I, I don't know... Uh, a massive attack, to be honest with you. I, I, maybe I have to listen in on some of their stuff, but I, I enjoyed it. And we close out the album with War. It's not over yet. Cause everything is upside down. Everything is out of control. This one is a pretty much a direct reference to March in 2020 when the whole world went into lockdown. As the lyrics say, everything went upside down. It's out of control. It's not over yet. Uh, musically, though, this one kind of took me out of it from the opening. And it's just because my warped mind right from that opening uh, chords went right to the chords of Spinal Tap, uh, mm. Stonehenge. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I didn't make that connection. I'll have to listen to that again just to see what I find. Yeah, you know, this uh, ends the album with another look at the pandemic and, and what it did and meant to all of us. Uh, I did feel it had some great use of keyboards to bridge between the hard guitars. And I, I, I did like the line, oh, to everyone who's hit their limit. And even when you think you're finished, it's not over yet. So I, I thought it was a pretty good way to, to finish out this album. Uh, very different than uh, than I think maybe some of the other uh, uh, alarm albums that we've seen in the past. Yeah, overall, I'm not going to lie. This album took me several listens to just to get through it. It's a very lyric wise and emotionally wise. It's, it's more of a extreme album for me in my, in my thought. Um, I did enjoy some tracks, but as a whole, an album about the events of 2020 was just a bit much for me. Um, when I'm listening to music, I don't really want to recall some of those thoughts. Yeah, well, I can understand that. You know, as we've had with all the albums from uh, The Alarm over the decades, this is these are fairly typical anthemic songs, quite possibly with even more of a political twist than what we've come to expect. I have to completely agree with you, Steve. Um, even after repeated listening, the majority of this album just still hasn't caught on with me yet. The musicianship is exceptional. Stevenson's guitars and Smiley's drums are outstanding. I do still think that Peters still has that commanding voice despite his health issues. Um, Steve, I'm going to recommend this album, but it's going to be kind of a slight one. Some will love it, I'm sure. Others, due to the overly clear political viewpoint, Mike might possibly hate it. Uh, without me being political, I see where Mike was going and I'm fine with that. Right. But, but for the most part, I, I just don't feel like it made for a great album. I think the main issue with me is the album lacks any subtleties. It hammers the point so hard that for me, Steve, midway through, I was saying, I get it, Mike. Uh, for me, the in short was, I'm sure like most of our listeners want to move on from the events of 2020. And this album might have been just a little bit too soon. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. I, I appreciate all our listeners listening. Coming up on our future episode or the next episode coming out is going to be from a band you'll probably remember from the 80s, Johnny Hates Jazz. They actually have a new album that came out recently. We're going to be uh, discussing that. Me and T-Bone are also working on a few other uh, surprises that we may drop here and there. Keep yeah. a look at on your feed. There's some fun things that are going to be going on in the next number of episodes, including this next one with Johnny H. Jazz. And don't forget, we are on uh, all the different uh, uh, 
social medias. We, we have our TikTok page. You can just look up Don't You Forget or New Wave Music Podcast. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, there is an email address that we have. We'd love to hear from our listeners, whether it's just telling us what you think about the podcast or your suggestions, uh, even albums that we haven't done yet that are maybe, you know, within the past 10 years from these 80s New Wave artists. Definitely. If you have an album that you might want to recommend, we're getting close to starting our, our next uh probably fall schedule lineup getting that planned so that'd be great if you have suggestions we always try to give listener suggestions preference oh absolutely yeah that email address is don't you forget podcast at yahoo.com and we look forward to uh, presenting the next uh, reviews and the upcoming episode 